don't know how much of this I need. My wife always told me, he says, Jim's got a, a very large voice. But uh, anyhow, um, I hate Hunter's not here, so I can dog him a little bit. He put the finger on me. Um, I want to start with a personal thank you. Uh, I'm going to spare you with any jokes. I mean, who's going to try to upstage these professional jokesters? Marvin's not here. I'm not going to sing. So, you know, you're getting a little reprieve. Uh, I want to thank the outlaws for giving me a pass this morning so I didn't smell like bacon, but uh, I was up for doing the, the biscuits this morning and I bailed on them. So, but I, I want to just extend a personal thank you uh, to you guys. Uh, there uh, are so many men in this group right here that have made such an impact in my life and have changed my life. And uh, the, the mentors that I identify in my life right now are probably in this room. Uh, I hate that our pastors are not here. I want to just hold them up and, and praise them for the, the impact they've made on my life and my walk. Um, so many of you I have, I've addressed personally on how you have touched my life. Uh, I'm sort of a new kid in this, in this organization. Uh, be a year now in November, so uh, uh, you might wonder what gives me the, the authority or, or the right to address you, but I, I appreciate that opportunity. But I, I, once again, I just, I just want to thank you so much. There's so many of you that I have, I've addressed, I've told you what you mean to me and how you've impacted me, and then there are so many that I want you to know I watch your walk, I hear your prayers, I see your service, and uh, I respect you and I love you. So, um, if I seem nervous, it's because I'm a ball of nerves. So, just bear with me. Uh, this is a heavy subject for me. This is the first time I've ever given this, this talk, and we'll talk a little more about that and what I mean by that, but... With that being said, let's just go to the Lord. Father God, we just thank you for this group, for what they mean to me personally, what they mean to your, your kingdom and your service. I just want to thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, your goodness, your mercies, your grace. I just, want, I just need you to hold me up. Let the words of my mouth glorify you, Lord. And, and, uh, and I pray all this in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, guys, who, who am I? And I'm sorry if I don't know you personally, and I, I sure want to fix that because I, I love this. And what I mean is I've been part of a men's group for years. They met right in my kitchen every Monday for years. You know why I quit doing that? Pie is pride. It was just pie's pride. That's all it was. When I finally got through the worst of the worst, what did I do? You know, I said, I deserve to have a little fun. You know, I deserve to be happy. So I took off. I left this, this group, not this group, but I left my congregation. And then the Lord slapped me upside the head. Praise God that he, he, he brought me to, to get well and, uh, 
it has changed my life, and it has it has given me a direction. I have been I have been guided and and mentored into a relationship with my Lord and Savior that I never had before, and and I just want to praise Him for it. Uh, I'm just a retired cowpoke, guys. Uh, you've heard the old saying that you know what. Ron, were you raised in a barn? I was literally raised in a barn. I'm third generation in a stockyard, in a cattle auction. Uh, I've spent the last 30 years promoting that industry with their special interest association. We've all got one protecting us. And that's what I've been doing is I was born in that business. I love that business. And I have been protecting that business. And I've been retired. It'll be three years in July. I want to tell you right up front and give you fair warning and that I come from a long line of crybabies. John, I have so much respect and love, admiration for Karen. Her passion just touches my heart, and I realize now there's, there's power in those tears. And I prayed for years, Lord, just let me get through one service without tears. I, I quit that. <laughs> I gave up on it at first, but... Now I realize, Jeff, there's power in those tears. And so, but when they asked me to do this, you know, Abraham probably had dozens of excuses and reasons why he didn't feel qualified or wasn't going to do it, didn't want to do it to the Lord. I, I, I'm, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't face Pharaoh. Uh, you guys are intimidating. I, I want you to know when I, when I have to address people that I have this much respect for, when I'm looking at theologians and Bible scholars and orators and people that can just roll off that, that scripture, it, it, it's intimidating. And this is tough. This is tough for me. I, I've known a lot of scripture and through the worst of the worst, I learned a lot of scripture and I memorized a lot of scripture, but I'm bumping 70 years old and I can't hardly remember why I went to the refrigerator. So you just, you know, I've got notes here, you know, you, you, some of you go, hey, this guy still uses yellow pads. Well, I didn't, I didn't pick the speaker, okay? I did, so, so, uh, but I figured, last count, I had 1,047 reasons why I didn't need to do this and why I didn't want to do this. So, uh, but in 1 Peter, it says, but in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord, <clears throat> always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks us to give the reason for the hope that I have. My prayer for quite a long time, guys, has been use me and abuse me, especially since my baptism. I don't know if you were privy to that, but I gave credit for praying me through that tragedy to my family faith in God. I didn't have the relationship that I have now with my Lord and Savior, but my faith in God, a godly family, my wife, who probably kept me out of a corner, <laughs> drooling on myself, and a group of godly men. So if you didn't hear that, that was part of it, and that's what I want to say to you today. My prayer has been, use me and abuse me, Lord. Every morning I just say, empty me, gut me, purge me, fill me with the Holy Spirit. 
to help me make a difference. And with that being said, how could I say no to this? You know, when Hunter approached me, I mean, seriously, look, look at that face. Who could say no to Hunter? You know, yeah. But um, I, I, when I say this is my first time, I want you to know this is the first time that I've shared my story with more than a couple of guys. First time I've given a testimony to the impact and, and the results of that tragedy. So I've given speeches, I've given talks, I've worked with boards, and I've talked to men and groups, mostly cowboys, Mike, but I had a protocol, I had a checklist. I, I, I don't do this very well, and I, I, I feel, I don't feel qualified so many times, and I, I need reassurance, I gotta settle my nerves, so I've got a little checklist. Every time I had to do something like this, I just said, Lord, let these people see my sincerity. Keep my priorities straight and my motives pure. Let me see I have their best interest at heart, whether that was a sales presentation or whatever it was. Then, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. Number three, I'd come up here, and I'd try to get a feel for the first time so I could stand here and and imagine all those eyes burning through me, make sure everything's good, whatever, whatever the case, but just kind of settle those nerves. And then number four, for some level of reaffirmation or reassurance, I would tell myself, you know, you were invited to do this. You, you have some level of qualifications or authority with, with this subject. Maybe you're the consummate authority on this subject. So you can do this. Guys, I don't feel like, I feel inadequate in front of you, my peers, my mentors. So that's not an issue, but if we're going to talk about grief and tragedy, I guess I've got the T-shirt. There's very few of you that know this, but I've, I've buried two children, both my boys, in the span of seven years. So I, I know a lot about grief and tragedy. It was a long, tedious, horrible uh, period. Spiritual warfare took place right there in my family, in my house. Um, I lost my youngest son to a sudden illness. And uh, his mother and his brother could never get over it. Um, his brother just nearly worshipped him. Went to medicate himself, and seven years later, he just got tired of fighting the demons, and he took his life. Hunter mentioned one Sunday about the different levels of grief and tragedy or, or incidents and issues, and... He just, in passing, he said, or maybe you get that call. You know, I lived for years dreading that call, and it finally came. So, that's why I'm here, guys. I, um, like I say, I was part of a men's group for years. I missed it. I loved it. Uh, it changed my life. They prayed me through this. 
they probably saved my life. I praise God for those men. I don't need your pity. I don't need any condolences, your comforting comments, any encouragement. I, I just, I love it. And I pray to the Lord that he gives me every, every opportunity to encourage you. If there's ever anything that I've ever been through, any advice that I've been given, I'm not here to give advice, but anything that I've ever experienced can help you. That's why we're here, guys. And I just dare you to call on me. I dare you to call me. Please. So, I've been rescued, guys. He saved me. I've got peace. Okay, I am so blessed. And I wanted to say that right up front. And some of you go, wow. But I am so blessed because I've been saved. I've been redeemed. He rescued me. He saved my life. Okay? I'll lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, Lord. Make me dwell in safety. I lived with that for a long time. I fought it, I fussed, and I cussed. I went through all of, all of the emotions, guys, everything you've heard about. I wish Jonathan was here. He talked about depression and, and anxiety. I went through all of it. Why? Why me? Why now? Why more? I was bitter. I know exactly what it was like to be mad at the Lord. Shake your fist at him. I want to share something, if I can get through this, that I've never shared with any, anybody, but maybe a couple of guys, my wife. I know what it's like to be laying face down out in the middle of a 20-acre pasture with your head about to explode and, quite frankly, I didn't care if it did. Just ready to give up. I was, I was at the bottom. And a dear friend, I hope a lot of you know him, but had the privilege of being a very dear close friend to Jerry McCarson. He was part of this small group. And Jerry came to me and he says, I'm worried about you, Jimmy. He says, now you got to understand there was family issues, there was spiritual warfare, there was drug abuse, there was just, God, you got to fix this. Lord, I, all you got to do is consider it. Lord, you can do this. Lord, you got to fix this. And he says, I'm worried about you. He says, I'm worried about you. Jonathan mentioned this a couple of months ago, just kind of in passing, the different, the different options, the different formats for prayer. And, and he mentioned this, and the hair stood up on the back of my neck because he said, you know, sometimes you just got to pray for the strength to get through it, the direction and the strength to get through it. And that's exactly what Jerry McCarson told me. And when, when, when Pastor Jonathan said that, the hair stood up on my neck and the tears just poured down my face because it changed my life. It probably saved my life. Guys, I don't remember going to that field. I don't remember, I don't remember getting up out of that field or how I got up out of that field. All I know is 
I was at the bottom, and I, there was nowhere to look but up. And I just said, Father God, I'm done. I, 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 give, it, I give up. I just, you got to help me get through this. I had said so many times, all you got to do is consider it, Lord. It'll be fixed. You can do this. And I finally just said, Lord, I, I, I give up. I'll give you all the glory. Just, just get me through it. Save my life. I don't want to sound hokey, guys. Next thing I knew, I was just standing up with my head up in the air. And I was at peace. Total peace. And I just knew he was right there. The whole time when I said, where are you? Where have you been? Why have you left me? Why aren't you listening? Are my, are my prayers bouncing off the cloud? He was right there the whole time, guys. He was right there. He was leading me through this, and he was pulling me through this. I praise the Lord that is so real. I didn't understand it, guys. I just didn't get it. You know, I see a little. God sees a lot. God sees it all. I remember an old Sunday school lesson when they said, you know, it's like watching the world go by, looking through a pinhole in a fence. God's got this 20,000-foot view of the whole picture. And I finally got that. J.B. Phillips really challenged me. It took me a long time to understand this, and, and, and I meditated on it a lot. But J.B. Phillips said in a commentary, if God was small enough to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough to worship. That being said, realizing that, you'll fall on your face and you'll worship him. Listen to this. You'll worship him saying, Lord, I don't understand it all. But thank you for choosing me. Okay? I don't have a lot of answers. I'm not a counselor or a pastor. I didn't come to bring a lot of advice. <clears throat> I'm just a guy who was down and couldn't get up. Just like a lot of guys. A lot of guys may be in here right now. They just need peace and protection of our Lord and Savior. It may seem like a stretch, guys, but I've said it before, and I really believe it. I, I feel like everyone's pain is equal in their own eyes. You know, maybe you didn't bury two children. But whatever's pulled you into that dark place, whatever flips your switch and has, has got you where you don't feel like you can get up, you know, that's, that's real tragedy. That's real pain. One point I wanted to share, not giving advice, but I lived it. So I'm going to ask you, when you see tragedy, when you get that opportunity to be there for that individual, when you see that tragedy, see it as tragedy. Don't see it as dysfunction. And if there's dysfunction, look through the dysfunction and See the tragedy. I lived with that for years. There's got to be more to this than meets the eye. It's got to be dysfunction. It's got to be a product of his environment at home. 
Guys, I lived through a tragedy. Take that very seriously. I hope if you don't remember anything else, I hope you will. You'll take that and you'll meditate. I, so I was just a guy who was down and, and godly men kept loving me and encouraging me. They prayed over me. They laid hands on me. We prayed over my house. There was spiritual warfare going on there, guys. It was so heavy you could cut it with a knife. But they kept pointing me toward the scriptures. Pointing me toward the scriptures. I was so proud to bring my, my old Bible that, that brought me through it. Yep, they want to know why I didn't transfer all that over into my, my new Bible that I carry. I, I said it would take me years. And this opens, just drops open to where I want it, you know? The answers, guys, they kept pointing me toward the scripture, and the answers they were all there. They were always there. They were always there. If I can clear my head up. First Peter, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Hebrews, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Matthew, dear friend of mine lost a 16-year-old son a while back. I sent that to her. She was calling, weeping. What do I do? How do I get through it? Where do you find the strength? I sent that scripture to her and I said, I said, he didn't say get more counseling. He didn't say listen to another podcast. Go hear a few more sermons. He said, come to me. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no mighty increases strength. Even youths will faint and be weary. Young men shall Fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah. Lord, I spent so much time in Isaiah, Philippians, James. We'll talk about Psalms in a minute. The Lord's my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord's the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalms, you can't open it anywhere and not find the encouragement and the direction that we need. Cast your burdens on the Lord. He'll sustain you. He'll never permit the righteous to be moved. And then last, guys, that I brought to the table, Lamentations. We need it scribbled all across our every, every mirror in, in this room. It just, his mercies are new every morning. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If there is one little tidbit of advice that I got that I could share, a pastor that was part of our group for a while challenged me to read Psalms. You don't have to be at the bottom of the barrel. You know, when you get in that place, you feel like you need some, just, just pick me up, you need to just kind of get through a spot. 
he said, he said, I, I know you need you need direction, you need help. He said, Jim, read Psalms every morning. Read Psalms. Read it out loud. And read it first person. My tears on the pillow, my anguish, my bones aching. Lord, I, me, I. Guys, I got to where I was screaming this. I was reading my Psalms and I was screaming them out loud. Lord! Now, guys, your neighbors might think you're nuts, you know? But I'm telling you, it might change your life, too. Are you feeling my theme yet? What we are and who we are, this is special. If you haven't heard me say it, I think five times I've already said how grateful I am that the Lord put godly men in my life. This is cool, guys. What we're doing is really neat. It's pretty special. Food's good. Socialization's awesome. Don't get me wrong, so many of you are doing such, making such a difference in so many lives. What an opportunity. We get to, Ryan, we get to give a little money, we pull it up, we're doing awesome things for missions. But guys, this is real. I've been wanting to say that, I've been wanting to stand on the table and say that, Ever since I came, I just want you to know the power you have in this group through the Holy Spirit to make a difference in somebody's life. I loved it when Keith, when Adam said, how will you, how will you invest your life as a man? You know, look across the table. Look around the room. There's hurt. There's tragedy. You can make a difference in somebody's life. Guys, I'm not preaching down to you. I'm testifying. We not only have the power and the authority to change somebody's life and make a difference. You might save a life. Matthew says, this is by their fruit you will recognize them. Paul said in Romans, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed that the Lord keeps putting godly men in my life and that he gave me a second chance. Guys, this is our second chance right here, right now, today. But he gave me a second chance. I don't know why, you know, I, I, I didn't know why he kept me alive and sane. And I know that's a relative term. Wait. But I know now. So that so many of you guys could 
bring me to Jesus. We have power and the authority to make a difference in somebody's life. I respect you guys. I love you guys. If I can ever, ever, ever help anyone with anything in their lives, your children, anything that I can ever do, anything that I can ever share, it's not an easy testimony. This has been the toughest thing I've done in 30 years. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity. So, I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you.